G'day, teabaggers. It's Will here. I'm uh, at the Montreal Just for Laughs Comedy Festival. Got one more night of the Australian show, Stand Up Down Under tonight. Uh, it's been a huge week. Thanks to everybody who's come along. Uh, yeah, final show tonight. Huge lineup. Felicity Ward, Nick Cody, uh, Joel Creasy, Jared Christmas uh, from New Zealand, who's one of my absolute favourites, and Dave Hughes. And I'm hosting the night. And of course, uh, tomorrow night, nine o'clock, Saturday night in Montreal, or if you know anyone who's in Montreal, send them along to Willuminati. Uh, it's my hour-long show. Uh, first time I've ever done my hour-long show in Montreal, so it'd be great to have a huge crowd there for that. So uh, thank you very much for supporting those things. Thank you very much for supporting the podcast. Uh, there is still a few T-shirts left, so go to a store merchandising and uh, use the Lethal Charlie uh, code if you're ordering from Australia for the, the cheaper shipping. And uh, last but not least, I'll, I'll go because I'm croaky and I've got to go and film some more interviews today for the documentary. So um, <clears throat> last... Uh, but not least, uh, I just wanted to say that this was um, a Dave Anthony episode that we recorded about a month ago, uh, just for your timeline, um, but it's a, it's a really fun one, and I hope you're going to enjoy it too. Uh, I'll talk to you again soon. Cheers. The following episode of FOFOP is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. FOFOP advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Topop. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop, I'm Will Anderson and uh, Dave Anthony's here. Hi. Yeah. I don't know if you guess Charlie anymore. I don't know if I'm doing that still. I don't think so. I think I'm Dave Anthony number one. Dave Anthony number one. <laughs> And Dave Anthony, number one, Dave Anthony is here. What's well, good that you got that gig? It would have it been is. tough if you oh, missed out on being God, Dave if, Anthony what number if one. What if was Dave Anthony number one? Oh, yeah, man. That'd be horrendous. What if I was Dave Oh, Anthony? imagine if I just ranked, it, it moved down the order. So now everybody is a guest Dave Anthony or a guest, like if you came in this week, which isn't even this week, it's like five minutes after the other podcast. But... Um, if I, I if I just suddenly was like, and uh, welcome to Fofop, uh, today's uh, guest Jen Kirkman is uh, <laughs> Dave Anthony. <laughs> Jen Wait, Kirk- what? Jen Kirkman, number one, Dave Anthony. What, what just happened? Jen, you're Jen. Good to have you here, Jen. <laughs> but I thought... No, nope, that's who you are now. I feel like I've done more Fofops than anybody else. Yeah, no, I'm just... <laughs> I just plucked one out of the air for equality. And then I'd go on Twitter and someone would be like, oh, thank God, he's right. (laughs) Jen Kirkman starts hearing about it. She's like, what is, what if, what have you invented in your head? People are now guest me. You didn't run this by me. You should run this by me. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm sure you'll be fine with it. Hey, um. I made you before, uh, well, made you, I asked you, and you, you know. Are you saying you made me just who I am, or are you saying... I made you, man. <laughs> thank, thank you. No, no, I made you out of papa mache. <laughs> what? Room. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm learning so many weird things about myself. <laughs> no, I made you out of bits of your DNA that I have been collecting over what? the time we've been doing this That's podcast. That's how that happened? Yeah, yeah. This so is what... my dad isn't my dad? No, 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 no. Then why the fuck am I going through all this... Oh, well, they're implanted memories I put in your head. Oh, God, well, they're horrible. For comedy. <laughs> for my comedy. <laughs> like, 
This has always well, been a plan. It hasn't been great for me. No, oh, no, 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 no. But no, why just, wouldn't you give me good memories? Well, how is that going to be good for comedy? <laughs> I already have good memories. We need a contrast. Oh. Do you know what I mean? I don't understand how you have good memories, by the way. Uh, like, well, what if you went on Marin? What would Marin find in there? Well, I think, I mean, I like to think that's why I haven't been on <laughs> I don't really have a lot of bad memories. That is actually something that, as a stand-up comedian, has always been challenging to me. And I think it was part of the reason, at least, thinking back on it now, um, why I struggled to find my own voice for so long. I think the reason that I was like, you know, that I was you know, very much Oasis, still fucking sounding like the Beatles for so uh-huh. long, rather than finding my own unique voice, was that I did not know what it was that I had that was unique to say. Like, you know, people often can define themselves very early on by, you know, being a certain type of character, a sure. certain type of, you know, having a real, you know, point of view or attitude. But yeah. I didn't really... Well, well, have that again you didn't have that but also comedy is usually born out of pain mm. you know it's usually a defense mechanism to overcome suffering or whatever right but you seem like you just had a happy life on a farm yeah <laughs> i mean it's hard to cut myself to that you get that you're an anomaly right right oh no well i don't know if that is true really but- well, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that I have my own, like, you know, myriad of issues and problems sure. and reasons that I am doing this for a yeah. living. You know what I mean? Maybe, that, like, maybe that's why your hips are fucked up. You're doing it in reverse. You're like the Benjamin, Benjamin Button of Button comedy. Button. <laughs> oh, you didn't have any pain growing up, but fuck, you are going to have some good shows in the next 20 years, Tiger. Strap yourself in. Remember when we stole your car? Oh, no, that was just a fucking taster, mate. That was nothing. That was nothing. It's all going horribly. That was an appetizer. That was an amuse-bouche to the pain that is coming your way. We're going to fuck your shit up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do think that there is probably... Like, I had that massive lump, like, you know, last year, my unexplained... Oh, yeah. You know... They thought it was cancer for yeah. a little while lump and my hips are getting worse. And maybe that is it. Like, you know, yeah. as I'm older, I'm getting, but it's uh but yeah, no, I don't have uh, a lot of painful memories from my childhood. Right. I certainly don't like, it's I, interesting. Yeah. And I always feel like, you know, when people tell tales of alienation at high school, I certainly wasn't like the most popular kid at high school, but like, you know, I was like more in that end of high school. I got along with uh, the thing that I've always done is i felt easy in most groups mm-hmm. like that's probably that, my that is actually something that is more common to comedians i remember reading about i read uh letterman's biography and i was reading it and i was like oh that's exactly what like i was in all the group like i was friends with the nerds and the jocks and the stoners and the yeah like i was just sort of i knew all the groups and i was friendly with them and i think that's a common thing to comedians because you're also trying to it's the same thing you do as a stand-up. You're right. trying to befriend everybody and be... And you have to be able to have a common interest with a large group of people. Yeah. Now, you have the certain type of comedian who has a very distinct point of view and speaks to people who love that distinct point of view but yes. maybe isn't accessible to people who don't have that distinct point of view. Right. That was never my style of comedy. Like, I wanted to... Like, I wanted to try to do something interesting, but I also wanted it, as many people as possible to be able to, like, you know, sure. see it. And to do that, you can't just have, like, one group of people yes well i mean we probably can like you could probably be if you want to be really cynical about it if you could probably be like a racist right-wing white guy comic 
Like that is, to be honest, probably a great demo. I mean, they have high disposable income. They already like going to meetings. Do you know what I mean? If like if my gig was reinforcing the status quo. Yeah. Hi. I'm a white man and nothing bad has ever really happened to me. <laughs> yes, I make enough money that I'm in the highest income for tax. Uh, high five, everyone. High five. Comedy night. Comedy night. <laughs> but so finding that unique point of view is like I, was something that like challenged me a little bit more. Or even, no, I don't even think that. Yeah. Feeling comfortable that I had anything interesting to say when you right. didn't have that like, you know, dark pain or whatever right. that you were working through that everybody who was legitimate seemed to have. Right. Like it does, I mean, there is, there was part of me that like, you know, would look back on my childhood, the opposite to other people. I would look back and go, what, you couldn't have fucking locked me in a cupboard for an hour? <laughs> like an hour? How about that? Don't have to Harry Potter the shit out of this, but like an hour in a it, cupboard. It maybe, like I don't. Maybe it's something so so small that your pain is all from. Because Marin says, "How did you build your clown?" You know, maybe your pain is just like one time your brother was mean to you, <laughs> <laughs> and that was enough. That was enough. See, I don't even have memories like really of. I remember when my sister told me that she didn't love me. And my sister's like... Oh, that's it. That's it right so there. So my sister, who is the only person who's seen all 19 of my um, one-hour shows that I know about. Really? My sister and I used to live together. We're still really great uh-huh. friends. Like, so, and, um, so, and even when... Because she was like a... So when I went away to university, she was still like a kid. You know, she was 13 yeah. or whatever. So she would write to me when I was at uni and stuff. And it was like... It was great because I was her older brother. So she could tell me things that she wasn't telling. Right. You know, mum and dad and stuff. Yeah. And it was cool. You know, so we've always had a great relationship. The only rocky period in our relationship was when I was about 13. And I had my friends Howie and Shep, who are still my mates to this uh-huh. day, over to the house. And we had a sleepover. By the way, this sounds like a sitcom. Right. <laughs> From the 50s. Howie and Chip came over. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it does. The sleepover. Oh, have you seen the sleepover episode? <laughs> well, these were the sort of hijink we got up to. Uh-huh. Um, uh, we got uh, my sister's dolls. I don't know how. I think we might have been in her room. I think it was a bigger room and we were all camping out in her room uh-huh. or something. But uh, we got her Barbie dolls and they put them into, maybe we, but certainly they I think put them into uh, sex positions. Ah. Uh-huh. And, 13 year old boys and then the other thing was that how she old was like, she so she's probably like eight or whatever okay. at this stage it's or called learning seven or eight yep. i guess like young uh-huh. maybe we're a bit older maybe we're like 14 or 15 and okay. she's more like 10 or 11 or okay. something and um so the other thing was she had one of those executive desk toys you know the the balls on the like oh yeah, things and yeah. you like hot the ball at one end and yeah. it, like Click, perpetual clickety, motion clickety sort of clack because because that's how she meditated at ten. <laughs> she had a lot of stress <laughs> on the farm as a ten. Go look at your balls. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd yell the same thing at you. <laughs> All right, <laughs> one step ahead of you, Dad. One step ahead of you. Mom, have we got any songs? <laughs> so, uh, the balls got tangled. Tangled oh, balls. Oh, by, so by Howie and... By uh, hijinks. Howie and Chip. Yeah. Mm. And she told me that she didn't love me and that she um, 
uh, she held it against those dudes for like years. Oh, really? Yeah, years? years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so that's a grudge. Yeah, they're all very close friends as adults, so I should yeah. point that out. But but does it ever come up? <laughs> it did come up at something. I we were at someone's wedding or some sort of reunion yeah. where we were all there, and it fucking came up. That's hilarious. It's still there. <laughs> That'd, that'd be her pain if she was uh, yeah if she was going to be a stand up. That's where it would have yeah. all started. But yeah, so apart from that, that's like the worst. I ca- I can't really remember too many you know bad things about my childhood. Wow, I can't remember too many good things about me. My- <laughs> you that's- complete me. <laughs> And then, and then someone animates this segment, and it's just two pieces of a puzzle coming together. <laughs> um, so, uh, what was I going to tell you about? Um, I uh, oh, so I went home, and um, I was home for a week. Home, and, the farm home, home. Oh no, or? no, no, okay. not the farm. You just home. went to home Australia. Sydney home. Yeah, and. Uh, I, I had some like work stuff to do while I was there mm-hmm. and uh, I was recording some podcasts with Charlie obviously and but mm-hmm. I was going to do some uh, chores around the house. Yes. You know, because there were some things around the house that need to be done. done. Man work. Yeah, man work, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of them was like cleaning out the gutters. Uh-huh. Right? Sure. Because the gutters are full. Yep. Um, so it was time to clean out the gutters. Sure. And I was home for a week and I did not clean out the gutters. <laughs> Sounds the like gutters me. are still full. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> they, they may yeah. well be full of stuff that has well, been there for the you. 10 years I've had the house. You have to hire a guy to clean out the gutters because winter is a coming. And I know in winter <laughs> down there, uh, I realize fire comes Because Australia is Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a lot of people walking around whispering to each other, winter is coming. What are the, what are the wild things doing? What are the, what are they what are the why are they just coming down to kill everybody? I still don't know what their fucking problem is. I think they're just wildlings. So they just come and kill everybody? They do, like man. they're like, okay, it's time to go kill they're everybody. Well, everyone's, it doesn't make any sense. Everyone's killing people at the, at the moment. Know, but what's the fucking just why do you want to come down and kill it? Just relax. I don't think that they're happy that Jon Snow had sex with that girl. Do you think that's all that it's about? I mean, I just think it's part of the mix. You know, most things, you know, your wife's a therapist. She'll tell you that <laughs> most most incidents are not about one thing. It's more a culmination of fair things. Enough, that that just may have been the last straw. Fair enough. Her wildling hymen may have been the last straw in their metaphorical sort of, you know. Yeah, all right. May have been the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. The hump that broke the hump, if you will. Is that a thing? Is now. <laughs> Put on a t-shirt. That is a thing. Um, so I'm terrible at like being a person who can look after things. Okay. I just, you just don't, like, you, that's, I mean, I'm kind of like that. Although I like to, I like to, once I get into a project, I want to do it. Right. Cause starting, the, it's a different thing. This is the new you though. This is like, you know, mountain man you, this is I like am. I'm growing my own vegetables. Just went and up I and got a bunch of compost the other day. Really? Yeah. Where more. do you buy compost? Well, it was being given away. We had an Arbor Day uh, celebration at the local park. And what is I, Arbor Day? Uh, <laughs> America celebration of trees. I think it's um. What is Arbor Day? Oh fuck! I have to look it up. I don't know exactly. Are you going to get confused with Pearl Arbor? <laughs> Was it the celebration of Pearl Arbor the other day? We have you we made? still we still and I don't know why we still don't celebrate Pearl Arbor. <laughs> 
still? <laughs> they made that movie, right? Well, I mean, yeah, but we don't celebrate it. It's like, the day no. where they celebrate the movie Pearl Harbor coming out did by you... planting a tree. <laughs> Pearl Harbor you... Day. Come on, guys. Did you make your Pearl, Ar- Pearl Harbor cake? Uh, Arbor Day yep. is a holiday in which individuals and groups are encouraged to plant and care for trees. <laughs> I love how it pointed out individuals and groups. So people. It's a day in which people, in whichever way you would like to amass, either singular or as a group, but people. We probably didn't need Hang on, can I do this by myself? No. No, you can't do it. It's Arbor Day. It's Arbor Day. It's a day where only groups of people are. You can't just take a tree and plant it on your own. Or maybe it's the other way around. Hey, hey, you back away from that guy planting that tree. You know the Arbor Day rules. First rule of Arbor Day, you don't talk about Arbor Day. Second rule of Arbor Day, one per, tree per person. Per person. <laughs> one plant I see per you person. with two trees. Arbor Day's over. The triple P's. Um, so what, what, what is it? So the city, the, day the, where you the plant city does stuff trees. and they, the city like gives away trees because they want people to plant trees because uh-huh. uh, of climate change. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, to be honest, that is like spitting into a like wildfire. It's going to stop everything. Yeah. You get one willow, tree. You get one willow tree up and this whole shit shuts down. Yeah. Um, it's pretend we made a difference day. <laughs> Oh my god, this is so Hey great. guys, it's, uh, it's so uh, we weren't all bad day. <laughs> yeah, you can celebrate it by yourself or in a group. That's something I tell my kid when he's 20. Listen. Hey, see that tree? We yeah, you see that tree over there? We planted that. So yeah. we did our we did our thing yeah. to shut it down. Uh so I went up there to uh take Finn and uh and then there was they were giving away compost, so I got a bunch of compost. Right. That shit's going to go in the garden. It's going to go for the raspberry uh, bush that I'm planting. Hang on. So, what's a raspberry bush? <sighs> raspberry. Well, I mean, it's a bush that raspberry comes raspberries from. grow. What does it look like on vines? They grow on a vine. Mm. So, uh, so it'll. So I, we have an old um, clothes hang li- hanger lines. <laughs> so I'm going to grow it up that clothesline. Close. Yeah. <laughs> the birds are eating my lettuce. Uh, what do you do? You need a scarecrow. Well, I talked to somebody and they said you don't need a scarecrow. Just uh, they go. Do you have a clothesline? And I go, yeah. There's one there. And they yeah. go, they go, put a line across and then hang old CDs from it. And the birds will not come because ah, oh, because they're repelled by old technology. They, they, they hate boss gags. <laughs> they're, like, they're just massive iPod fans. They're like, what, what, are, what are they? They love MP3s. What are these discs? <laughs> I'm a bird. If I can't access this in the cloud, it is useless to me. What is this, the fucking 90s? I live in a cloud. I have a disc, man. I'm a bird. I fly around the world, halfway around the world for no reason. I need my tunes in the cloud to give me something to listen to. No reason. I mean, no reason that I understand. I mean, I go down there and I fuck. And then I fly back. Right. What am I doing? Who wants some tunes? I cannot. I want some tunes. I want to be able to listen to a podcast. How great would it be if I went out to my garden and one of the birds was just putting it in into an old CD player? <laughs> what is this? Or, Steely Dan? Because birds steal shit, right? Like for their nests yeah, well, and they, stuff. Yeah. But it'd be great if you found a nest up a tree and it had like a really good CD collection <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> I guess it's the light, is it? They reflect the yeah, light. Yeah, the is light, the light freaks them out. Scarecrow's cooler, though. Yeah, Scarecrow's way cooler. Right, just like a mini Scarecrow. Like you think you get a little tiny one, like an yeah. imp? 
Yeah, a nymph. It should be. <laughs> oh my god, Peter, Peter Dinklage Scarecrow. Oh my god, be oh that's amazing. a business. It would terrify everything. Yeah, because he uh, he would. Yeah, he'd be great. St- and then and then have a recording of the speech from when he was in, in the trial, just Did, going twenty four seven. That'd be great. Oh Did you god. ever have um, a show called Wurzel Gummidge? Over I don't, here, I don't, I don't think that's an actual show. <laughs> I think you're just making up. Do you know what words are? Because you just put a bunch of that. That's like how my my kid spells words right now. He just puts together a W and a Z and an R and an F and go. What's that spell? And I go. It spells nothing. Wurzel gummidge. <laughs> it does. I mean, I got to be honest with you. It does sound like made up language. But there was a TV show which I'm uh, now Wikipediaing. But uh, Wurzel. I'm assuming there's going to be Wikipedia. Um, Wurzel. I don't know. Oh, here we go. Wurzel gummidge. First thing that comes up. Uh, all right, here we go. Wurzel gummage <laughs> does also sound like it could be like a sex move. Uh, you know, it like does a little bit. A little Wurzel gummage, if yep. you know what I'm saying. Uh, Wurzel gummage is although a cap- that means that would to me that's like a Wurzel gummage would be a guy without any teeth who blew people. Yeah, it's a meth thing. It's come up since <laughs> meth's been in. That's why people. That's why people are doing so much meth because they can't stop Wurzel gummaging each other. Fucking up for 15 hours in a row, just non-stop gummaging. Oh, my God. My gums are so like, sore. It's like, I've been doing so much worsling. Oh, my God. I removed all my teeth, but the gummaging has been doing it's delightful. Like, it's, like the, it's like the Dr. Seuss book of meth. It's like... <laughs> all right. So, Wurzel Gummidge is a character in a British children's fiction who originally appeared in... Okay, yeah, oh, I don't care about the books. Uh, yeah, fuck oh, the books. Wurzel Gummidge is a walking, talking scarecrow. Now, this is a children's character. I mean, I've Scarecrows already, are kind of... I've already had to deal with your crazy bird show. That was already unbelievable. Okay. Ozzy Ostrich, you mean? Yeah. Hey, hey, it's that is, it, is, it, is, it a, is it a kid's show? It's this a kid's one? show. Okay, so it's a scarecrow. Yep. But, but scarecrows but are it, terrifying. Let's remember that. No, but is it's, but is it animated or is it like... Well, no, it was a real life. Oh, so it's a guy in a scarecrow it's a guy, outfit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, a walking, talking scarecrow. Gummidge. This is now... This is the... This was what... This was Gummidge's big move. This is the okay. thing that got you into Gummidge, sure. right? Uh, a walking, talking scarecrow. Gummidge has a set of interchangeable turnip, mangle, wurzel and Swede heads, each of which suit a particular occasion or endow him with a specific skill. So if you needed to do... <laughs> oh, my God. So, so for instance, he has to build a house. If sh- and he puts on... If he sh- shit went turnip. down, he would put on his different head. <laughs> like- I love that he's only got three. I remember more than that, but maybe I was wrong. Um, all right. Uh, so... The books were adapted for radio and television a number of times, most successfully. By the way, the books were great. You like the books more than you like the <laughs> oh my God, spoilers. Yeah. yeah. The Red Wedding. Yep. Um, uh, okay, so most successfully with former Doctor Who actor John Pertwee taking the lead role from 1979 to 1981. As the Scarecrow? As Wurzel So, But you could never see his face. Well, it was kind of like uh, the heads looked like his face. Like, like the original... Okay. Do you know what I mean like so he's not he's not putting on like a like yeah. a scare like a what's the what's the guy from uh, Batman that 
uh, uh, puts on the the scarecrow. The scarecrow. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I shouldn't. I I just you know what I just got? I just got a tofop infraction. <laughs> Five minutes in what? the box, man. Five minutes in the box. <laughs> One demerit. Was it? Um, was it a guy who looked like a scarecrow who wore the scarecrow mask and scared people? What was that what scary I... guy? No, you know the scary guy who wore the scarecrow mask. Who's the little guy who uh, who looked like a penguin? What right. was he called? The penguin. The guy. little bird guy. The little bird guy. The little bird who man. dressed like the little bird. Yeah, he dressed like a little tiny bird. And yeah. went, wah, 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 wah. Who was the guy who told all the jokes? Ah, that's the Riddler. That's, uh, <laughs> see, that's where they get you. Uh, okay, where's all gummage images? I'm By the way, I, you listening to you and Charlie talk, I want to. I want someone to do a movie or a TV show about the Penguin's origin story. Yeah, right? Doesn't that sound interesting? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. That's Wurzel Gummidge. Oh, gee, there. oh, good fucking Christ. This is a kid show? Yeah. What the fuck? How is it a kid show? It looks like a, sh- it looks like a, a show about leprosy. <laughs> it actually looks, now that I look at it, it's, it honestly looks like a guy who has, like a homeless guy yeah. who, who lives in like LA and is mentally disturbed yeah. and has seen everyone with fake tan, so it's smeared his own shit on his face. And at the same time, he's trying to sell his movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's uh, Wurzel Gummidge. I'll tell you more about Wurzel Gummidge. Let's oh. find out some more about him. Is he, is he English? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, all right. Let's uh, outline. Okay. Uh, Wurzel Gummidge was a scarecrow that came to life on Scatterbrook Farm. Wurzel spent more time trying to win affections of Aunt Sally than actually protecting the farm from crows. So he's trying to get laid. He's trying to get laid. (laughs) (laughs) This is the children's show, by the way, about a terrifying scarecrow who comes to life and tries to To fuck Aunt Sally. (laughs) Can you imagine pitching that now? So it's about um, what we've done is take one of the most Uh terrifying things in the world. Sure. And we want to make him come to life, yeah. have interchangeable heads. Okay, okay. One of which is for trying to fuck Aunt Sally. No, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Keeps going okay, up to Aunt Sally on. like, hey, Aunt Sally, I got, you know what three heads means? <laughs> three times better head. <laughs> right, Sally? Wait Am I right? High this five. Is a don't leave me show? hanging. I'm a scarecrow. That's a, a don't leave joke? me hanging joke. Hey, Aunt Sally, you know what? I've actually got four heads. You know what I'm talking about? Do you want to have some fun? <laughs> That's one, That one's interchangeable too, Aunt Sally. <laughs> I bet Aunt Sally was not having it. Uh, So, um, what if on the last final episode he banged her? Well, let's see. Let's see what happens. (laughs) Aunt Sally was a fairground doll. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. It sounded like you said. Sorry. It sounded like you said Aunt Sally was a fairground doll. Yeah, okay. It turns out that Aunt Sally wasn't a real person. (laughs) (laughs) This does make it slightly better. Sorry, we should have listened to the whole pitch. <laughs> we understand that by jumping in early, okay, we may have created problems that weren't there. Aunt Sally was a fairground doll uh-huh. who Wurzel fell in love with. So yeah. what he was actually was more like uh, Ryan Gosling in Lars and the Real Girl. Oh, yes. Like, you know, he had like a doll that he yes. like, you know, wanted to live with. Right, but he's also so sort of a doll. Wurzel and the Real Doll. <laughs> uh, the worst. Yes. Uh, all right. Uh, he also befriended John and Susan, two children who often had to cover up after him and help him get out of trouble. 
<laughs> I mean, it's getting too complicated. Well, it's kind of just like a junior weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they got to do a gritty reboot of that. Uh, oh, well, I thought of an idea. Tell me I couldn't pitch this. Okay. Weekend mm-hmm. at President Bernie's. Oh. The president dies yeah. and they have to fall like whatever. They're at some major thing Something where they have to get happening. it through. Yeah, they and they have to it. like Weekend at Bernie style yeah. him through like a series of misadventures oh, yeah, like, to I'm get in. the thing through. I'm Weekend totally at in. President Bernie's. Yeah, it works there you go. on so many levels. If someone can bring me a giant check. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great. Um, okay, so th- so it's a, yeah, so it's a creepy old scarecrow uh, with a sex doll who's constantly getting into misadventures and uh, having two children have to cover up for him. That, that, I mean, that seems like a great show. Why are the kids covering up for him? Well, his plans and adventures end in mishap for all involved. Yeah, but why do they give a shit? I don't know. They like him. They're, they're fans. Well, he seems like a like a just a total pain in the ass. Oh, hang on. Here oh. we go. Uh, they're talking about the TV series here, uh, 1979 to 81, which is the Pertwee years. Uh, starred John Pertwee as Wurzel and Una Stubbs as Aunt Sally, a life-size fairground doll and Wurzel's femme fatale. This was a significant change from the original books. Oh. Where Aunt Sally is, in fact, Wurzel's aunt. Ooh, right, so she, she was, is a scarecrow. I guess. Was he in love with her? Does <laughs> he want to bang his aunt? In the books, he's is constantly it, trying to fuck his eyes. Is incest <laughs> cool in the scarecrow world? Oh, oh, oh! And there was Cat Weasel. I'm like, sorry. Do you remember Cat Weasel? No, I mean, do I remember? I don't remember any of this. Okay, you're, now you're talking to yourself. All right. <laughs> Welcome to a podcast, uh, Cat Weasel. Is a British television show. Hang on, I'll look for some Cat Weasel uh, images as well. Cat Weasel. Is this a different show, or yeah, is this, this a different is show? This a but spin-off? They, were, they were connected in some way, so I'm gonna. It's a spin-off. See if they're both okay. So this is what Cat Weasel looks like. Oh fuck me! What? This, it's just a different homeless guy. <laughs> it's just what in the fuck? I mean, seriously, that's insane. <laughs> this is what British people were making for their children. <laughs> Cat Weasel is a British television series created and written. Oh, yeah, okay, blah, 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 blah. Um, <clears throat> okay. Uh, the series was broadcast. Yep, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the series featured uh, Jeffrey, uh, whatever, as the title character, an eccentric 11th century wizard. Sure. Who accidentally, by total immersion in water, travels through time. Oh, it's a time travel that show. Happens. You know what? Here's the thing about wizards that a lot of people don't know. Uh, don't immerse yourself in water completely. It's fine if you take a bath and your foot's out or whatever, oh, yeah, yeah. or your head. But if you drop down and dunk yourself, forget it. You yep. could wake up in uh, the 20th century. Yeah. Wizards are the original gremlins. You just can't get them wet. Um, <laughs> travels through time to the year 1969. Ha-ha. And befriends a young red-headed boy. Sure. Now, that seems unbelievable. Sure. A ginger. Uh, Edward Bennett. Nicknamed Carrot. <laughs> Ah, the good old days. Oh, God. Who spends most of the rest of the series attempting to hide Cat Weasel from his father, played by Australian acting legend oh. uh, Charles Bud Tingwell. 
Mm-hmm. And farmhand Sam, played by Neil McCarthy. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, Cat Weasel searches for a way to return to his own time while hiding out in Castle Subarak, a disused water tower. Okay. Uh, there you go. Okay. So that's a crazy show. So, um, crazy shows. So people are just coming up with the most insane ideas they can and putting them on television. Yeah. That's basically what you're telling me. That, that was basically Because that's fucking me. nuts. I went to an Australian TV screening uh, a couple of months ago over here. Australians in Film, who are a great organisation who kind of support, you know, Australians who are coming over here to work in the film and television industry and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they put on events. So, like, you know, we went to this, like, screening room and we were able to watch, like, the first four episodes of this Australian TV series called The Moody's and they had, like, the director and the writer there and you yeah. can do a Q&A. It was good. It was really fun. And um, I really loved their first series they did. They did this really cool series called A Moody Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it was six episodes over six Christmases. So same family. Oh, yeah. And you followed a story uh-huh. through. And it, it was really, really well done. Yeah. Well acted, very funny series. And, but it was so successful that they had to turn it into a second series. And the, but the premise is kind of the, you know, so then they had to do one in real, like, you know, more in real time. Yeah. Like, you know, six or eight episodes or whatever they did. Yeah. And I was a bit worried that they wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. I think that they did it really well. That's good. Like it was, I was really, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. But at the end, they had a little raffle, and I won. Oh. Uh, I won the raffle. What'd you well, win? I won one of the prizes in the raffle. And what, what is that? And it was a two hundred and fifty dollar. So oh. that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, towards uh, visa help, you know, help with your visa, which is oh. great because it's an Australian film thing, and people, you know, need help with their visas uh-huh. and stuff like that. I mean, two hundred and fifty dollars one to get you started. <laughs> <laughs> not going to cover the whole visa from my experience of getting a visa. That is but a drop in the ocean. But is it really that much? Uh, it cost me. I think it costs like between five and seven thousand dollars by the time you do the lawyer and pay. Seriously? For everything. Yeah, yeah. To get like, I mean, I have a three-year visa, but it was like a lot of money Are of you my own money. No one else shitting me? Paying for it? Yeah, and I've done it twice now. So that's insane. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really need this to work out, Dave. <laughs> I've, I've, I've invested. I mean. If, if I don't like, I'm actually in the point now that I've invested so much of my time and money and turned down so many like well paid, well credentialed yeah. jobs to pursue this dream. Yeah. If this doesn't work out, this will just be the period of time where I ruin my life. Not, not true. It will be the period of time where you got to see American television when it came out. Well, that's true. Like, and I've enjoyed that. <laughs> No, so let's look at the positive. Let's oh, look at- mate, the, the amount of new release movies I've enjoyed. <laughs> don't get me wrong. It hasn't been a complete waste. Um, uh, so what, what was I telling you? Sorry, what was the point of that? Um, we started... Uh, oh, boy, this is... This is oh, so I got my tour. Charlie's already that was influencing a, us. That was a very Charlie moment. <laughs> uh, so I got my $250 um, uh, voucher. Yeah, and then I'm then I'm like, I I I wanted to give it to somebody because, like, you're I'm not going to be able to use it. I already have one, and it's with like a lawyer who's not my lawyer that I you know. So it's and that so I ended up giving it to a comedian called Monty Franklin who's been on the podcast and he's an Australian comedian Mm -hmm. you know who you needs it. So I thought I'll give it to him. Right, that's fine. But afterwards I realized that it would have been a really cool stripper, um, a stripper tip. Because there's a lot of those girls in strip clubs who like are not from here. They're going through the immigration process. Oh yeah, and you could go to a club. You could put a nice little. That's hey, you. How about this? How about this? Seventeen that's lap gonna be, dances. It's got to be worth a lap dance. Right? <laughs> I'm helping you out. 
And then she reveals that it's a fake accent. She just does it to get more tips. Ah! <laughs> <Damn> you! <laughs> um, I, I, before this podcast, I did not make you. I uh, asked you to film uh, something for me. Yes. And it was me holding uh, up a cardboard sort of poster. Yes. Uh, that said... We have never lost to Spain. Mm-hmm. And the reason True. I was holding that up was because uh, for the Socceroos, the Australian uh, football team, mm-hmm. world game, soccer team. I'm in America, so I feel like I can say soccer, but I know there's people who listen to this in countries where like, it's called football. Yep. And I understand that you call it football. Uh, but the Australian uh, football team is called the Socceroos. Yes. So I guess what I'm going to call it. There are, quite a, there are quite a few countries that call it soccer. So yep. um, get off your high horse. Because you can't play soccer on a high horse. No. You're too far from the ground. Way You're playing polo. You don't even difficult. know what the game is. Yep. Uh, so the Socceroos, who have done who have done well at previous World Cups based on the size of our country, like even to yeah. make the World Cup finals back in the old days was very exciting for Australia. Now that we are making it more regularly because of the way the zones are and you know different qualifying now, uh our team going this year, a lot of the people who were our stars have, have retired and it's yes. like a new time. And we are the most banked, uh, most backed by bookies to be the team that doesn't score a goal at really? the World Cup. And yeah. And like we got the draws, like the draw of death, like, you know, playing some of the best teams in the world. Oh, but as yeah. one of my soccer fans, soccer friends said to me the other day, he said like, he said, that's great. He said, because we weren't going to win against anyone. So we might as well get to play against all the really good teams because yeah, we get to see them I, play. I agree right? with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't have any. Like, you guys just have Harry Kuehl and Oh, yeah. Tim Kale. You know, he's yeah, you still had, the best yeah. like, Australian player probably. And But, but there was like a period of time where there was a bunch yeah. of guys, Lucas Neal and yeah, a bunch of guys who were yeah. playing at the really high level. Oh, Mark Schwarzer, who's like been yep. one of the best goalkeepers in the world for... 15 years yeah. but now he's like he's like 50 he's a, or something he's a backup like yeah for chelsea now yeah yeah so but like i mean you know we've had yeah there was a period of time like you yeah. know where there was some pretty you know i mean mark bosnich even though he had his troubles and all those guys there was a bunch of guys and you had a fat guy his name started with a v played for newcastle like a fat guy well they used to make fun of how in england they used to talk about how he clearly loved to eat pies oh right <laughs> Like I love the idea that Australia is like we're like we don't we don't have a goalkeeper to replace Mark Schwarzer, so uh, we've got a really fat guy, <laughs> and we think he's so fat that they might not no, he was... like if he jiggles in the right way when they're doing the penalty kicks, you literally can't get it by him no, he was... because he's got all this like loose flappy skin, and so if he just jiggles and it gets going, it's like perpetual motion. It's like Will's sister's balls. It actually if you. <laughs> You just need to get a guy to slap him on one side and he swings from one side to the other for 90 minutes. Like, it's amazing. You can't get a ball past him. That's our new goalkeeper. Would you be able to do that? Is there rules against the goalkeeper being so large that he covers the whole goals? Um, Well, I mean, I don't think people are that big. But yet, if but you, you like, if I mean, you could if you really do it, why, why couldn't you? You know, in baseball, uh, there's a famous story of uh, I don't know what teams are playing each other, but. Um, they 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 brought a little person on the team to to just bat against this one pitcher. Oh, because you couldn't get any zone. Because his strike zone would be it's so a very tiny. tough zone. <laughs> and did they ban that afterwards? Um, you know, I don't know what happened. I think uh, I think it was just a one-off kind of fluke. 
Because I like that. Did. I love that. I love that idea. I love that for like, and imagine just like having that guy on the team for that circumstance. Yes. Like that's a guy. Why not? If the pitcher's not pitching well, just bring in the tiny guy. It'd be a great movie where like he was actually disguised as like the mascot and then you turn around <laughs> and he takes off his top and you can tell it's an actual man. <laughs> that's the big moment. But like, I mean, you could like, I mean, obviously you have to get, I mean, it's too big to get. But if you could get a guy who is really, really, really big, like especially training for like to say the 2022 World Cup or whatever. Yeah. Why not? I mean, in hockey maybe? Like because in hockey... Like, like the, the goals are smaller, right? You can have a really fat just guy. Just a really fat guy. Just sit him there. Sit him there. But he would have... I mean, he'd I have don't to know, take a he, lot of hockey pucks just, to the face. Could he just... <laughs> could he just sit down and... Because he can't stand up because they yeah. could shoot it underneath right. him. Uh, he's out of the game for six weeks. Uh, he's got an injury? No, he's got uh, piles. He's got hemorrhoids from sitting on the cold. Now, yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> his testicles iced off they shrunk up inside him from sitting down on the cob um so uh, qatar where the the world cup is going to be after brazil well might not be now well because this is uh so it turns out and, and this came as a massive surprise i think to everybody <laughs> it I really mean, was firstly, when i heard it i was like yeah. i cannot believe now, this is true. Firstly, you know that shit's getting real when the FIFA Ethics Committee get involved <laughs> because there is no group in world sport with higher um, sort of standards and ethical bar than the uh, the, the FIFA Ethical uh, Committee. And um, it's, so, it's so true. I mean, they they won't I stop. Mean, they're, they're the they bar. They will not stop. They're the bar. Yeah. They are the Jack Bauer. Of, they really are. They just are like a dog with a bone. Yep. High standards. Ethics is all they care about. Uh, so it turns out that Qatar, um, which is a country where when the World Cup's going to be on, it's going to be like 140 degrees and they don't have uh, any of the places uh, appro- with appropriate air conditioning or anything yet in place. Well, they say to, they're going to, but... They say they're going to, really? but luck. they haven't yet. No. Uh, it turns out that they may have got the World Cup uh, through bribery and corruption. Which is There's also, been some allegations. Well, and of course they bribed the, uh, the, the people from the continent that uh, the poor, probably the poorest continent is Africa, right? Yep. So those are the ones they bribed, all yep. those guys. All those guys. And didn't spend a lot of money. It was like $5 million altogether. Like right. Just... Like, cheap bribery. I mean, for a Qatari. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was like, really? Yeah. Five million? I mean, it's just what he had on him. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know it was going to come up. He had to check his pockets. He's, oh, he's got it. Look, I can, I can go home and bribe you properly, or I got five I've mil got, on me now. I've got this. What, what do you, you say? What do you say? Yeah. We're so, in. Yeah. So they all went for it. So now I think it's going to come down to Australia or America will get it. Right. So... Here's what I will say. Australia probably won't get it for two reasons. By the way, the player's name is Mark Viduka. He was the pie eater. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, okay. That does make sense. <laughs> no disrespect to Mark Viduka. <laughs> so I um, I uh, don't think Australia will get it for a couple of reasons. Uh, the first one is that 
I think that the enthusiasm for it that was in Australia at the time and all the cooperation of the other sports, because it would be a massive thing. Like yes. basically all the other major professional sports have to essentially go on a holiday for three months in the middle of their season. Oh, they, they would they would have to s- the AFL and the NRL because they need access to the like the stadiums. grounds and the stadiums, all that sort of stuff. And there's uh, a the, that, for the World Cup, there's like you can't play on for six weeks beforehand or something like that is oh, part really? of the agreement. Oh, and Jesus. it's like, yeah, so it would be a major economic, like, and particularly where the Australian economy is now, to take our major sports out of, even though the World Cup would be obviously a boon, the massive costs of it. Yeah. Like, and they have to build like fucking 50 stadiums or whatever. That, you know, no, so 12. You, I, think you, that, that, I think they had to build 10, 50,000 seat stadiums oh, you extra guys would, you or guys something. You guys would have to build. Yeah. You don't have enough. No. Oh, I thought you guys would have enough stadiums. No, we've got a lot, but not enough. They still would have to build some as well. And I, so, feel, like, I feel like Tony Abbott wouldn't be down with that. Well, he loves sports. <laughs> so maybe he would be. <laughs> But I don't think the other sports will let them. There won't be the goodwill in the community. And because we're so bad at the moment at football, I don't think there will be the general general goodwill that that will happen. Sure, yeah. Secondly, Australia's being investigated by the FIFA Ethics oh, Committee. what for? What did you guys do? Well, apparently we might have tried to fucking, or may have you tried to some bribe people some people as well. As well. <laughs> well, Maybe. isn't that what everyone's doing? We got one vote. <laughs> Money well spent. Spent $100 million <laughs> oh on the God. bid. We got one vote. You spent $100 million? $100 million <laughs> oh my God. on the bid. One vote. Yeah, but that's one. <laughs> one vote. And we may have cheated. We may have cheated and we still only got one vote. At least the Qataris fucking won. <laughs> well, Do you they, mean? Like, they, that's like the guy who took all the drugs that Lance Armstrong took and kept coming 97th. Yeah, but that's what we are. But the guy. I'm, the, like, I'm on all these drugs as well. <laughs> I'm avoiding all these tests. But I'm coming 97th. But, but the guy, the Qatari guy, tried to bribe people from the African continent. You guys like tried to bribe Geneva and San Marino and Luxembourg. We tried no, we tried to bribe a Qatari guy. <laughs> and he spent a small amount of our money bribing the Africans. Oh, yep. So are you do you get excited about the World Cup though cuz you're a, you a football know, fan? I used to be more excited about it. I'm not as excited about it as Why I used to be. I think um I think I used to be a big American soccer fan and then the last coach of the team was so bad uh-huh. and he drove me so insane to watch that I sort of stopped watching and I haven't started really watching again. It's interesting. I mean, maybe I'll watch it. Like I used to watch every game of the World Cup. I don't think that's going to happen this year. I just don't. I might watch a few. I, I went to the last one in South Africa. Yeah, all right. So tell me about that. Because was it dangerous? N- n- well, we Cause had... Because Brazil, we had, they're a bit worried that like, you know... I mean, I don't I, know. You hear all these warnings and stuff beforehand. And you don't know how it's going to turn out. But well, apparently Brazil can be pretty dangerous in a lot of the places that they're going to be. Yeah, I think it's... I think it's... A, I, I think it's... it's it, there's going to be problems. Um, but uh, so in South Africa, I just went for the for the one final Although game. I, I have a friend who went to, sorry, because I, I, I want to get to your story, but this is just a quick detour. Um, I had a friend who told me recently that he went to uh, Carnivale. Where's that? Is that in, that's in Brazil, right? Carnivale, yeah. right? Yeah. Carnival. In Rio, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he said he went to that. And like, um, 
ended up like going to all these sex clubs and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, like, it's a big, it's a big fuck place. Is that right? Oh yeah, but Brazil is a giant. Uh, Patrice O'Neill and and uh, some of the comedians used to go down there once a year and rent a house and just fuck. Really? Yeah. It was like a fuck vacation. Right. It sounds horrible. Yeah, I, mean, sound, I hope they're fucking women and not each other, but... I don't know. Um, Maybe it would be safer. To I, w- I would like to see... I know he's he's no longer with us, but yeah. I would like to see Patrice O'Neill fuck Jim Norton. Yeah. Weekend at Patrice's. So. <laughs> we'll pitch it. We'll pitch it with our other idea. Weekend at President Bernie's or Weekend at Patrice's. Where we get the corpse of one of America's greatest comedians... <laughs> To fuck Jim Norton. Oh my God. Just to see how cool with going there Jim Norton really is. <laughs> well, he's a dirty little motherfucker. Right, that's yeah. right. And yeah. proud of it. I mean, yeah, very proud of yeah, it. Yeah, Jim's like, well, this is my next special, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so when I went to South Africa, I went different than most people. We, I went with Drew Carey and we had security. That, that's different than most people? <laughs> Most people don't go to South Africa with Drew Carey? No. Okay. We, we had security with us. But um, before I went, my friend Scott... You guys got carry-on? Oh, no, I've got carry-on. <laughs> That's what I take on the plane. Carry-on. Um, my friend Scott, who uh, uh, was a Mormon, is not a Mormon anymore, but he, his brother went on a mission to South Africa, his mm. mission. Mission to Moscow? And, uh, yeah, and he... He was part is, of the police academy also. He was part of the police academy. <laughs> He was in the police academy. Uh, he just goes on missions. That's what he. So he he was driving down a highway with a, a friend, a guy from South Africa, mm-hmm. and there's a car uh, that's broken down, and a guy is like waving, "I need help," and he, because he's a Mormon on a mission and a good person, uh, starts to slow down to help the guy, and his friend reaches over and hits the gas. And the car lurches, and then they hear a thunk. And the guy's like, don't ever stop in the middle of anywhere for anybody. These guys are criminals. You can't. You don't know you're going to... When they got out of the car, the guy had shot at the car, and there was a bullet lodged in the car. Now, that's a story I heard before I went there. But then I get there, and it's fine. And I'm like, I go to Trey, I go, what's the deal? And he goes, oh, the cops came down to Cape Town and cleared everybody out. So all the criminals, they said, you're not here for three weeks. Then you come back and you do what you want. But if you're here, we're going to fuck your shit up. Right. So I was there. Cities tend to do that during like the Olympics and yes. stuff as well. Like, yes. That's very common. Like there was big stories out of London about all the homeless and stuff being yeah. moved out of the, like, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I was in Cape Town. <laughs> they were moving all the homeless out of the inner city, giving them all children's television <laughs> What do you do? Throw your poor people? That's an idea. That's definitely, we'll get some kids involved in that. I think I'm Jesus. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, there you work. go. Yeah, that's a Sunday it. morning program. <laughs> I'm a scarecrow. It's been done. Been done. Oh, no, maybe a Wurzel Gummidge reboot. We could do a Gummidge reboot. What about that? How do you feel about fucking a life-size doll? Are you fine with that? Oh, yeah. Or, or your uh, auntie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm homeless, actually. How many heads do you have? Oh, six uh, in this bag. <laughs> oh, no, we meet your own heads, not random uh, heads. I got one. Um, so, so I'm they, in, yeah, I'm so in was, Cape Town mm-hmm. after... So the final game is happening in Johannesburg, and I'm in Cape Town. So now in Cape Town, the World Cup is over. They're not doing any more games. Disappointing lack of capes in Cape Town, too. Right? right? Everyone should just Everyone be should have a capes. fucking cape, and half of them should be able to fly. Right. 
So the white ones, you mean, right? Yeah, South Africa. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so still I am racist now, airborne. Still- <laughs> Oh no, my God. You know that how we used be... to tell you we were super beings? We are now literally. <laughs> that would be a show. Yep. <laughs> Racist and flying. So um, the morning we we're about to leave to Johannesburg, I am walking through the mall and and I have. By yourself? Yeah. I'm walking through the mall right next to the hotel and I feel something in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And I look down and there's a pickpocket with his hand in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And he and he Are pulls you out. sure that he wasn't putting something into your pocket? <laughs> well, here's how here's how great it gets. I mean, look at you, Mister Glass Half Empty. <laughs> maybe and maybe. I put my hand in my pocket and five hundred dollars. You've never heard of the South African ninja hand job? <laughs> it's a terrible one. It's like in my pocket. Well, that's where they start. My ja- my jacket pocket. <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought. I refer to the pocket in my pants as my jacket pocket. <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> like my penis jacket. Anyway, whatever. Ninja. What? <laughs> so I catch him, as they say, red-handed. Yeah, red-handed. And he has my glasses. Mm-hmm. He's grabbed my sunglasses, oh. and he goes, and he goes, "Oh, you dropped these. I was putting them back." <laughs> oh, so he see. Well, how do you know that wasn't true? <laughs> I don't. He may have been the, sungla- <laughs> the South African sunglass ninja. Well, apparently in South Africa, you don't say, excuse me, sir, you dropped your glasses. No. You put them back as quietly as you can. Because people don't stop because no, everyone's a don't. criminal. That's right. That's right. So that was my one taste of what it's like to be in South Africa on a day when yeah. the criminals can be there. Right. So I can't imagine what it's like in a normal So it's kind of like the reverse of the purge. <laughs> This, South Africa. It's like the purge, except when like a major event's on. Uh, I think we should try some other slogans. <laughs> a lot of different slogans. You know, they're doing a purge too. Oh, yeah. Well, it seemed, you know. Okay. I know. You're I'd, very upset about it. Well, I didn't like the first one, but I liked the idea of the first one. Like, I right. thought it was a I good think idea. idea great. Well, it's a great, I thought it's it was great a old great start, thing start to be able to satire and like, yeah. you know. It felt like from watching the second one that they've got the budget to do what the first one should have been oh, a bit okay. more like. Interesting. All right, well, we'll see. Yeah. Although we'll see. I, and we, let's not talk about it on this episode because we're almost towards the end, but I will uh, come back to this another time. I have found that I am in the minority with the new uh, X-Men film because I was really excited about the new X-Men so film. So was I. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I will find out whether I'm in the minority of this podcast. No, well, I mean, I can't this. be technically this two of us. Just look me in the eye and tell me what you think. Uh, I, I, I really didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it either. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was one of the more, I think maybe my least favorite I totally X-Men. agree. Oh, I'm so what, glad to hear that. It, Everyone seems it, to be was thinking it, it's was good. Was it too, was it, and we get back into that thing that's happening with all these movies is, I felt like, number one, I should have done homework before I saw it again. Right. There's been so many X-Men movies. Yep. I don't remember what the fuck happened in all the movies. And it just felt like... Well, also, it didn't logically necessarily go on from anything. So it felt right. like... You, it was like one of those movies where it felt like you needed to know what was going on. Yeah. You know, like as in like, oh, I've missed something. Yeah. But you hadn't really. You didn't, right? No. Yeah, okay. So I'm not crazy. I mean, 
every once in a while, I'd be like, it was a time travel thing. So every once in a while, he'd be like, you know, this is this. And I'd be like, okay, I don't care. Again, it wasn't, I didn't, it's also like, it's also really hacked to go back in time and, and he's like, oh, boo hoo me. Uh, like, fuck. Right. That shit's done in so many movies. And also, you're meant to be the smartest, like, dude in the entire fucking world. Right. Like, there should be a point where you talk to your future self and you go, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was really. Yeah, there was a, but also, there was, I didn't think there was, like, they showcased a lot of, like, um, like there was a lot of yeah, oh look at that person look at that person yeah. but no sort of great character development of anyone nothing. or great scenes with them together really or nothing it was really oh, I'm glad that you thought well I'm not glad that you thought that but I'm glad I'm not the only one who thought that because I walked out of it and I was just like I was so looking forward to that film like I thought the previews I and stuff too. looked awesome but they did like, and I was like oh and they're all together yeah and, like there is some interesting storylines yeah. yeah no it was it was uh, yeah, and I just at the seen, start I was like, oh, I so hope that like Brian Singer like didn't like you know fuck those teenagers and I have to stop watching his fucking X Men <laughs> film. And I walked out of it, and I hope he did, <laughs> not for them, but for me. You know, it's a yeah. terrible thing that's I happened mean, to them. No, but but like I hope that I mean, he sometimes he stopped from making movies. Sometimes you have to be a little selfish and wish that Brian Singer had fucked young boys. <laughs> I don't wish it on them, but if it's already happened, I hope they find out about it. A, because it's the right thing to find out yes. about, and B, because he should be stopped from ruining my movies. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. I was really disappointed in it. And I just seen Godzilla, which I loved. Oh, that's interesting, because I've heard mixed reports about that. I loved Godzilla. I don't think Justin loved it, and Gatesy certainly didn't love it. So, But Justin loved Superman. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Justin didn't love X Men either. No, actually, that was he. He, he didn't. He, he yeah, was a bit it's understandable. Camp, I, I, I loved. I know. I know why people. I told people I can totally get their reasons for not liking Godzilla. But for me, it was a great, great film. Um, when I heard about the idea that, uh, and I don't think there's much of a spoiler, but if you, you know, worried about it, um, Brian Cranston's character dies mm. off. Like mm-hmm. early on in the run, right? Yeah. And I know that bothered a lot of people. Yeah. But when I heard about that, I was kind of like, I like that. I thought it was great. In the same way as we were talking about Game of Thrones before, the, I yes. like the idea that you can't ever think because in a real life situation, right. like in a real life Godzilla situation, in a, in a real life Godzilla situation. Yeah. But no, but you, like shit is like you're going to be concentrating on someone and investing in someone, and then they'll just fucking die. Yeah. Because that's what that's what happens. happens. When a giant when lizard a, when, attacks yeah, your when you're city. around a giant lizard thing, it's also, people were pe- the the one big complaint was people had about you got to follow this guy, and it's like, well, okay, you try to write a movie in which a giant monster has to deal with a tiny person. Like, it's not, it's really hard to do. It's yeah. a really hard movie to make, right? And the because old like because like, people move like slowly and in like ways that you know and Godzilla just is fucking Godzilla. Yeah, he's Godzilla. What there's gonna be no interaction between Godzilla no. and the person. It, there can't be ever. That final scene when they meet, <laughs> like in like in heat. He ta- he talks in heat and <laughs> he go- he goes well. The great the scene the scene when the scene when Godzilla uh, looks up at the balcony and yeah. and uh, and Cranston t- just waves him off. It's a great scene. And then Godzilla turns around and goes, is there a diner around here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the idea of Godzilla, like final dying words, like, like actually our words. 
I just wanted to help. <laughs> All right, we should finish up. Uh, Dave Anthony, thank you very much for being part of the podcast. People can find you at Dave Anthony on Twitter. They should listen to your fantastic podcast, uh, The Dollop. Yes. Uh, now with added Gareth Reynolds. Yes, with added Gareth Reynolds. Oh, who is hilarious. Oh, God, he's so funny. Uh, and uh, what else? Uh, Marin. Oh, I wanted to quickly oh, talk yes. to you about Marin because people should be checking that out. I thought that the most recent episode that I've seen when we recorded this was uh, the episode with his mum and your dad. Yes. Not your dad, not um, his yes. mum, but, you know, in the TV show. Uh-huh. And I thought it was fucking hilarious. It was, uh, it was pretty great. I thought it was great. the best episode so far. Oh, that's in awesome. In my opinion. I got a lot of my lines in on that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You were great. You were very funny but i thought the whole episode was yeah we yeah. we had a lot of really funny lines in it it's it's uh it was a really fun episode to do and i'll be in two more this season how many more is there how many how, how many we is did this 13 season? so oh, okay. there'll be 10 more all right so yeah there's a yeah. decent amount of shows yeah oh that's cool yeah nice one um uh anything else uh do you want to plug anything else dave mm. where do people find your gigs where like if they just want to like check if they're listening at any time and they want to be like my website dave anthony there you go uh, comedy.com dave anthony comedy.com yeah okay nice i couldn't one. dave anthony's taken by a folk singer in nova scotia is that right and then he, he on and, then, and then he, he like at- no but you know what happened then he gave it up and someone bought it and is sitting on it and if I want it, I have to pay like a thousand dollars. Dave, it's really beautiful. <laughs> there is someone out there who believes in you. <laughs> well, there's also a rapper named Dave Anthony, so he could believe in him. There is someone out there who believes in you or the rapper Dave Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks you're worth at least a thousand dollars, Dave. No, he in fact thinks that you've got a thousand dollars spare. He thinks you've got Qatari bribe money, just walking around with some Qatari bribe money on you. All right. Uh, what was I going to say? I forgot. It was really the folk funny. singer. The no, no gigs. Anything? No, uh, the sixteenth at uh, the public house. I don't think I have anything else lined up right now. I'm working on trying to get gigs. Working on stuff. Uh, all right. Uh, Check out my website, willanderson.com.au for all my gigs and uh, make sure you rate the uh, podcast on uh, iTunes. Oh, I should mention, I always forget to mention this, All Things Comedy, which is the network uh, that I I am on, um, who are always very lovely to me and stuff, so I should uh, give them a big plug. Go and check out the podcast on the All Things Comedy Network. Um, And uh, we'll talk to you again soon, Dave. (laughs) Flo, (laughs) flo, flo, flo.